Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Bodega, 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 Alpha and Omega. Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches. Sawing about a serving platter. Hey, Jamie. Yes. Did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh, yeah, let's see. You could say big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, that one? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm just not warmed up yet. Shouldn't be long. Detector test. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive today. The marmot mangled my mushu pork pancake. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome, everyone. This is Nichelle Anderson for my podcast show, Nichelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond. Guess what is today? Today is the finale of my last podcast episode for my season one, 2017-2018 for this podcast show. I am so excited um, because this is a new beginning, not really the last show in the sense that it's the end in that sense, but a new beginning to learn from what I experienced this past year to give thanks um, and also to look forward to next season. That's right. I will keep this podcast because I love writing stories for those that have been following me. And I have said that before. I'd like to continue this journey with Mole plus to roll out some new stories in a different time frame, not dealing with ancient Egypt, but modern day stories or maybe touching to my Hall of Renaissance. If you've been following me on my podcast, I mentioned that I used to write for the Harlem Renaissance. I had a column and that's how I just really fell into WBD boys and all of those talented people during that time of artists in different aspects from writing to painting to poetry so forth and anyhow so I wanted to you know write about that time as well in short stories now this particular podcast if you've been following me pretty much I will lease clips I sometimes release full short stories but this is considered premium content so most of the time those clips are giving you a taste of what's going on and continuing on to the next week but as well each one you know you have to become a patron to be able to get the full short story but this whole year as I went ahead and embarked on this journey I think I really love the part that people are getting more engage in the storyline especially with that I focused this whole year on Mole which of course I'm going to continue that because that is my heart and joy that's what started off to me to continue to write that was the first manuscript before I even wrote that business book trying to help people in corporate America or in the corporate business life so that was the first experience of realizing that I was a writer and that that was my calling to do 
But at any rate, this is the final show for 2017 to 2018 when I decided, you know what, I'm going to expand out for my other podcast, Surviving Your Journey Toward Success. Please subscribe to that and um, focus on my writing. That way I can continue to keep the story along, especially Mole, which stands for Moments of Love in Ancient Egypt. And while I'm still in the process of preparing to return that to the stage, it would be the third time I haven't announced it yet. It will be soon. In the meantime, I'm able to write, which I love to do, this type of writing. I'd love to do this as well as doing self-help, motivational type teaching. I love that as well. But I always love reading different types of subjects. And this right here is my heart of gems. So this particular week, I have some special guests. Mr. Victor Darrell and Reese Haynes has joined in to read some lines of some characters. Pretty much Victor Darrell will be reading for King Milan. Reese Haynes will be reading for Comrade Detoff. Now he's the general at this point. If you've been following these episodes, he became general. That episode was titled When a General is Born. You can check that out. He also has been cast. Reese is like a renaissance man. He does everything <laughs> along with Mr. Dow. So at any rate, um, he will the prestige return of Mole stage play and he was cast as the general comrade de top. He has joined me and to read some lines in this episode. So in this particular episode, you will get a feel for exactly this whole, not everything. You're not going to know everything, but you're going to get a good idea of where it's going. Um, some, a little bit of loose ends will be tied up, but not too many. And you get to to actually kind of get a feeling of perhaps how season two will roll out. Of course, I'm going to surprise you. you it's going to be not really what you expected. Of course, I'm going to have new characters because as I mentioned last year, I thought this would be also good for me to write and also introduce new people to the storyline of Molay. So by the time I announced that the stage play, this is the one date we're ready to roll this out for the prestige return of Molay stage play, you will be able to really connect to the characters, those main characters that surround Princess Aminia. And Princess Aminia, of course, is the future daughter as we're talking in this season, season one of King Milan and King Hagar. But it was through Princess Amelia that I wrote the book, Mitch Rayam. Mitch Rayam book is based on Malay. So that was the production it made from my book. But at any rate, this particular episode is gonna close some doors, but open a little bit to the unknown. It's not over, right? Because the whole first episode, it came to me and came to me to do this that led to me to create a second podcast was before the time of Princess Aminia. That's episode one. And so Aminia has not been born yet. So these are lead up to that moment and where we get into those two kings that the production, the short film and the stage play that focuses on. But when we go back to stage, all of these characters, most of them will be on stage. And so you can connect to that. So in this episode, we're dealing with some new characters, some characters you already have um, known that I had mentioned. 
And we're going to go ahead and wrap this up for 2017-2018. Of course, in the last episode, you saw where there was definitely some betrayal going on to lead up to what's coming next. So stay tuned. Of course, in the beginning, I give you enough content to really perk your interest. And then towards the end, I say if you want to get the rest of the full full short story you have to become a patron my patron pays is at patron which is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash nichelle anderson you will see the description in the description box below to click that and consider to become a patron you get rewards especially when i start the stage play it's going to be so many things going on you want to be a part of that behind the scene and to give giveaways and stuff like that so consider to visit that page and become a patron you can start at the low end the middle middle end or high end it's up to you but consider that if you've been following me for a while on this podcast and you like it go ahead and consider to do the next move and guess what I am thankful for you tuning in every week or when you do tune in and when you do download and when you do share I want to say I thank you and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I had a blast this year. I'm going to still release some short stories. It's summertime here in my country on the East Coast here. And I'm getting ready for summer. And I hope you are too where you're at and have a good time. But of course, I got to keep it going. So how I rolled it out is will be every two weeks. So that means two times a month, I'll release a short Either a short story or I would do a director clip. I kind of thought about doing like a director notes. I did that where I'm going back in the previous episodes and I'm talking about it. Like we're having a conversation, having lunch and we're just talking about it and revealing some things. And most of those director clips, if you haven't experienced listening to that, I highly recommend you go back because I'm always revealing something, a little nugget that I'm not putting on blast. And you only can get it if you're tuning in. So you can go back and check out my director clips. I think I did three or four this season. I will continue to do that. I enjoy it because I get to go back and talk about it. Because most of the time I'm just free writing. And it just falls into place like stacks of paper. And so I'm able to go back and analyze and experience it like a listener would have when I'm actually telling them this story so it's no pre-planning or nothing when I sit down to write it just come out like that and I just go with it and it's in post-edit and so forth and we go with it you know but at any rate think about that uh, to do that as well and I might definitely do that this summer I might do like a director's clip maybe do once a month so this would be the last regular season where I release podcasts every week and then the summertime is every two weeks so two times a month my season two starts back up in September the first Monday of September is when I start back up and that would be weekly okay all right so quickly to give you a recap of where we at so last week was talking about mini aspire for the star of Mitch Ram dealt with those that were secretly against King Milan and Mitch Ram and it seems that what happened in the week before that would be episode 27 where Natu finalized his betrayal against Echo 
and those that supported him to become the lead Orion. We don't know exactly how the connection made for him to be in front of these group of leaders in the south of Sudan in the Congo. But at any rate, we find out that Natu in episode 27 sets the plan up for the betrayal that will definitely put Echo on the outs and move Natu to the high position of power of the Orions. And so we learned that in episode 27. Also, we come to a point that Queen Hagar remembers some things but at any rate that's what we find out mainly that's the main takeaway with the betrayal in episode 27 episode 28 which is last week many aspire for that star Mitch Ram is where everything is coming together they are solidifying what these council members of the Congeto decided what would be the next move as they continue to plan and try to go against Mitzrayam. And it seemed like either take some type of control. They call it the Astar. You got to really listen to that that episode 27. Because it gives you some clues of what's going on between the people of the tribal leaders down south. Against north. Which is of course where ancient Egypt was originated at in that sense. And they're calling it the Astar, some type of initiative that they're calling it that is go deep. And even the Orions want it. So what that means, we have to find out, right? <laughs> so that's basically what happened where you see these allies that's against Milan come together. Now, are they going to come together to fight against Milan? It's another war. Are they going to come together in a sense that they're going to recruit more people? You don't really know in a sense, but you know something's going down and you know Echo has whatever followers that he had it seems that they decided to go on the side with Natu because Natu found something right and he found something that he felt that with that he can move forward and bend King Milan to agree to whatever the star of Mitzrayim is about and so that's what you have to pretty much tune in or become a patron you can get the whole story and piece it together right but for right now this is basically what we're going with so let's go ahead and begin for my season finale, episode 29, for my podcast show, Nichelle Anderson, Short Stories and Beyond. For titled, Bountiful is Thee Amongst a Mitzrayim King. Opening scene. In Mitzrayim. King Milan is talking with his advisors. 30 royal high-rank officers are near the king with Comrade Datar reviewing some area terrain on a map made of papyrus. King Milan hears the golden doors open and felt it was someone he knew. Before the person was announced, he turned to see the queen. Hagar stood with a peculiar facial expression and wide-eyed. She had only her two top-rank female attendants, the two that were by her side for a long time since becoming queen. He felt that she knew something of importance 
as he started to walk slowly to her as she did as well to him, not leaving eye contact. He felt that she now knows by the divine of the etherans who was the one that started the war and attack on Mitzrayim. As they embraced, she held back tears to speak in a low voice that only he could hear. She speaks in Summerin cuneiform. Ekanu vaset denafa nasa isit veku wasino bakanuma manisi. Translation. I know to whom planted such deeds against you. It is Famano. He knew the Orion. Not letting go the embrace, King Milan nods. Only a moment later, they step back, and Queen Hagar bows her head before the king as her two lower royal attendants step forward near the queen. King Malan turns to face the others at a distance as by then they too felt something important has been revealed. Silence filled the room before King Malan spoke with authority. The words I speak shall not leave this realm until I speak of so in the coming Atsu days to many. I move to embark the Hamato order in the western part of the Sudan. Comrade Jator, you will lead this order forward from Nehu deep in the valley of Nolet. Send to me for what you find as so. Comrade Dittar nodded and was about to speak before Tesnar spoke first. If I may speak, King Malan. You may. Will such an order placed before us this day that we are not to know the move behind such a position forward as this, my ruler? He slightly bowed before the king and queen that Hagar was still standing a few feet away, only looking at Milan with his back slightly turned. Arce. In time of Aspu, and what the Aetherians allow, I will make it so for what seeds were planted that led to this moment. Tesnar and Comrade Datara bowed, as well as all the other advisors and guards. Next, about one-third of royal guards and Datara left the room as ordered by King Milan as the rest of the guards and advisors started to walk towards Milan with concern and questions. Milan raised his right hand to stop them as he turned fully back around to Queen Hagar. He spoke 
as those as calm now waters in the Apsu days before, in the ancient days of Samna. I will force out the one that led to these moments. The traitors will be no more in the region against Mistrael. I always trust in you, my king, nodding before him. Scene 2 Days of Apsu And three days later, before word reached back to King Milan, he was in the Royal Manete room. He was even more stronger and bolder as his runes were fading, giving him the insight that soon everyone would know of this day and beyond. Suddenly, the private entrance to the Manichi room opened and he stopped writing in cuneiform on papyrus to see to whom was entering as such. It was Comrade Datar with a rolled up papyrus message. King Milan read the contents written in a secret code of military knowledge of those days of Kanu. Before he could speak, he saw Queen Haga enter into the room chambers. The doors closed behind her as the two stood a few feet away. Leave in the early dawn. Only bring the first half of my royal guards, along with the Netu soldiers from Ganeto. As you wish, my king, said Comrade Datar, bowing before Milan and then turning to leave. He also bowed before the Queen Hagar before leaving the war chambers. Queen Hagar spoke. In this day, you are bountiful and will be beyond. The Etherans have spoken this to me. Arce, Arce. Silence filled the royal chambers as the ripple of Nile waters could still be heard in the distance. Scene 3 Four days later, on the opposite side of Gnuto, there were deep tunnels in the size of two rivers enter one. Echo was talking to a few that had not betrayed him as of yet. Suddenly, there was commotion from the far end of the tunnel. The ten Orion's guards surrounding Echo and his advisors quickly started to depart towards the commotion. But Echo stopped them to wait, for he felt something was coming bigger than them. Light started to flicker. The Orion guards stood in position with their weapons. Moments later, that seemed like eternity as Echo feared 
continue to increase from deep within to whom had successfully overhanded his border of guards and discovered his location in the cave within Tamat. Suddenly, there were over 20 Mitzrayim royal guards entering the cave with weapons drawn on them. Out of nowhere, Comrade Tatar not only seemed taller, but was gleaming in his recently ordained general of Mitzrayim army. His attire was made up of 12 gemstones and golden breastplate, as well as a raw matching linen attire. Comrade Detar speaks as he was in the middle of the main to where Echo stood. We meet again, only this moment I see your face clearly without your mask. Echo was about to speak, but Comrade Detar raised his hand to stop him. And your day has come, Echo. This day is not over as you will see, Comrade Detar. And you will see, for what I speak is more truth than your words this day. I bring you the Queen of Mishrayam, Queen Hagar. You shall bow before a Mishrael royal. The queen of Mitzrayim will speak. He turns to bow as a wider light came shining into the slope of the entrance to where Echo's cave main council room was located below. There were over 12 of the first military order surrounding Queen Hagar. She wore her wall crown of gold over eight inches thick adorned with sapphires, emeralds, and diamonds, dressed in an absurd yellow and white attire in linen fabric. Under her breastplate was of solid gold. She had a necklace with a half circle and a square made out of an unknown metal that sparkled as well. The necklace symbol made the Orion's guards gasped in amazement and all of them bowed before Queen Hagar, as many of the Orion guards and Orion advisors to Echo said. She wears the symbol of our world, Hecate, Hecate. They all bowed before Queen Hagar. Echo did not bow. Queen Hagar continued to stare at Echo as she moved closer to him. She smiled at his disobedience as his guards continued to bow. There were two Mitzrayim males, one standing to Queen Hagar left and the other to her right. They were from Ezra, High Council of Thea carrying large round golden bowls of Nile water. 
She speaks in their language. Nahu, wicked masam mitsuam, fatala sampasu, nawabase batema, banoti lip. Translation Now you want Mitzrayam. You have us in your domain of dirt and decay. Failure is upon you. Echo responds in his language to the queen. Translation Never will I bow before the queen Hagar. Echo reached for his sword so fast, but he quickly was the one shocked as Queen Hagar raised her right hand with a force that seemed to shook the domain of Echo Cave. Queen Hagar walked up to a now very frightful echo. Although he quickly masked it as his many years in combat taught him so, but he knew that the time had passed to overthrow the rule of Queen Hagar in this domain. So he bowed to the queen. Queen Hagar was only a few inches from him. She speaks. Your aim against my king was not rise on you and your advisors move from its ram. Echo, I was ordered as such. As he felt her telepathic abilities were entering his mind unstoppable of control. Queen Hagar responds. Who sent you here to Tamat? Echo. From the second order of the Orion sector. Why against my king, Malan of Mitzrayam? Echo responds. He has the seed to which the elders of Orion want. Queen Hagar continued to stare deep into Echo's eyes as she absorbed his confession. She returned the stare into Echo's eyes before she spoke with force of those of the ancients. At this moment, you shall meet my king. Glimmer of light came streaming into the cave from the opening now into the cave domain of Echo. Two Mitzrayam guards dressed in another higher rank attire, those of the General Council of Mitzrayam, came in first and then would seem like eternity 
King Malan walked in with four of the high war rank of Mitram general council guards. King Malan wore his Mitram crown of solid gold in 12 inches thick and adorned with emeralds, diamonds, sapphires, and rubies. He was dressed in royal attire of mostly white with gold yellow linen fabric that draped across. King Milan had solid gold bracelets along with his matching royal breastplate given to him by the ancients. Queen Hagar speaks, You shall bow amongst the bountiful ruler of Mitzrayim. King Milan. Everyone bowed. Echo was the last one, but only slightly still, watching King Milan approaching farther into the cave. King Milan stopped a few feet away from Echo as his royal guards stood a few inches from him. Your ties to Fatum is no more. This is the day you see me. Echo was stunned and he knew he was trapped. King Milan, reaching for his sword that he wore next to his Mitran royal belt of those from Sumnar, started to admire it while all eyes in the cave were on him. It was a mighty move against me that day. It was a very good day for my comrade Jator to be as well. Your plan to push me out of this world did not go as so. Things of old change for the new. Words of you are of an old warrior indeed. King Milan continued to admire his sword and suddenly moved it to each side of Echo's ear as silence engulfed the cave. There is an ancient saying from my ancestors of old in Sumer. To which you seek, no man can succeed if not ordained by a king's sword. Echo eyes grew wider than ever before. Your move against me was of not to what the gods have bestowed. Now, you shall drink your fate unto the Uncoon. Aseti. Aseti. Translation. Leave. Leave. He reached for Queen Hagar's hand and they both walked out of the cave domain as the rest of the Mitzrayim guards followed them out. Some of the Mitzrayim guards started to pull down rocks. fight the remaining Mitzrayim guards, but Echo ordered them to stop 
as he knew it would be futile. Hekanum balakunu, hold down, translation, hold down, the king has spoken. Outside of the cave, King Milan was holding Queen Hagar as the Mitzrayim military led by Comrade Datar started to board up the secret entrance to the cave. Only Mitzrayim guards were preparing their departure back to Mitzrayim. King Milan, still holding Hagar close, spoke into her ear of the near future. In Anum, all things are possible. Arshe. It will be so. Insane. The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations.